Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And you are in for a great treat today. I have a wonderful lady with me today, Robin Smith, who I've known on Facebook and seen her post and written things. Uh, never had a chance to really visit with her until today. She and her husband, Steve, have been married for 23 years. They have four children, 17 to 22, and a new son-in-law. That's exciting. And they divide their time between their organic farm in Northern California and their beach house in Southern California. And for me, being here in Kansas with a 41-degree day, and the drizzle, that sounds really good, too. <laughs> this is her final year of homeschooling their youngest, who's 18. And three years ago, she started Global Grace Seminary, where I also have a degree from. And, and she got her master's degree in both biblical studies and theology. And this year, she's written two books, It Is Finished, which we're going to talk about, and Awaken. And she recently started working with Grace Ministries at Rafa as an associate pastor. Robin, thanks so much for being with us, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to, and I'm so jealous in a God-honoring way of, <laughs> of your climate <laughs> and the ocean and the mountains and uh, all of that. So, well, Robin, as I always start out on our interviews, I want to ask you, how has your growing understanding of God's unconditional love and never-ending grace and His inclusion of everybody, how's that affected you, impacted you where the rubber hits the road in your relationships with family and friends and everybody else you come in contact with? I think it's made it easier. I think I'm more relaxed. Mm. You know, I don't feel the need to pressure people to make a decision for Christ. It's just much more relaxed. It's just telling them who they are, that they're already in Christ, you know, that He is in them and that their life is meant to live abundantly here and now. And it's just made it a lot easier. It's made it easier with my kids, you know, just free. It's just made it freer. That's so amazing. I, I would have guessed that you would have said that. This is a 186th podcast that I've done, and virtually everybody answers that question in some way. They use the word, the term, pressure. There's no more pressure. And uh, gosh, I just, I used to call them goosebumps. Now I call them Jesus bumps, but I, I just get them right now just thinking of. There's no pressure. I, I don't have to say this or do this. It's not my responsibility and to uh, get them saved. They already are, <laughs> and it's uh, it does make everything easier. How'd you start on this journey, Robin? Tell us your story with it. A friend of mine gave me a book by Steve McVeigh, Beyond an Angry God, and so he gave me that one, and I, I started reading it, and so I started becoming a little more grace conscious, you know, in my teaching. I was teaching a Bible study at our church. And then I came across Francois Dutois' Mirror Bible, 
and a couple of his books. I think it was The Logic of Love. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And Steve had a coffee chat room. I forget what it was called. Maybe it was Morning Coffee with Steve. But anyway, he mentioned Global Grace and... I signed up. I, I didn't even think about it. I just signed up. And then after that, I just, yeah, yeah. head first. <laughs> That's also somewhat of a common theme. I started on this journey a, a little before you did, like in 2009. And I got a book in the mail in a brown envelope, unmarked, no return address, nothing inside except the book. It was called uh, The Rest of the Gospel. And I've never heard about grace before. I mean, I hadn't, I was a pastor, but I really didn't know what it meant. And I loved that so much, I started teaching through that. And somebody who was new at our church said, well, if you like this, you would like Steve McVeigh's books. And so, you know, that was 11 years ago. And so I got Grace's and, and then all the others. And I called Steve one day, and I had an associate pastor then, a young guy who was just a great guy. I mean, still is. And I had thought maybe— I could groom him to take over the church for me, but I thought, well, I need to send him to a seminary somewhere. And so I got a hold of Steve. I actually, I emailed him. I didn't know him yet. And I said, what, what seminary could I send him to? And he said, I'll never forget it. He wrote back and said, sadly, there are none. And I, I thought, dang. Well, then I got to know Steve, and uh, he started introducing me to other people. And neither one of us knew Don Keithley at that time. But since then, boy, what, what has happened with the Global Grace is just amazing. And so many people have told me that they started going down this path. They didn't have anybody. They didn't know anybody else. There wasn't anybody in their community. But they, they found out about Steve and got one of his books. He's really helped a lot of people, obviously, including you. You got a couple of master's degrees at Global Grace, Biblical Studies and Theology. So tell us about that experience and I want to know both your experience, but I, I'm hoping you'll give a uh, recommendation for other people, for our listeners to to check that out for themselves. Oh, they really should. It's a wonderful school. Well, you know, it, it really is a good school. I've got my started there and got my bachelor's degree in theology, which was really good. Things I had never learned before, especially the message of just the inclusion, just all that are included. That was really new for me. There were things that I didn't understand at first that I just had to put on the shelf, hoping that God would just unfold it and I would learn. The I think the biggest one was that man did not have a sin nature. At the cross, it changed. And so understanding that was really difficult. And so I just put that on the shelf because I had been taught that all were in Adam and all had a sin nature. And so I put that on the shelf and about Three months into it, it started to click, you know, that, okay, the cross changed everything. Everything <laughs> changed. And then biblical studies, that was a really good course. It was only available as a master's for a little while. It got bumped back to a bachelor's. So I believe there were only two or three of us that got a master's in that. But it's a great program. I started learning more about the gospel from the eternal perspective, you know, that it's always been finished before time began. And so that was eye-opening for me. And then, of course, the master's in theology was so good, learning about the early church and the early church fathers and how it all started. It was really good. I would highly yeah. recommend it. I was sure that you would. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I'm assuming that you learned some things differently than what you had learned <laughs> before in the religious setting that you'd been in. Yes, mostly the sin nature, not having a sin nature. That was a biggie. I was fortunate not to have been in too much of a religious environment. I didn't start going to church until I was 25. 
So I didn't grow up in church at all. And mm. when I started going to church, it was this wonderful little pastor who taught us Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that was the first message my husband and I had ever heard and learned. Really? And that yeah. was a great foundation. And then wow. after that, we got involved in a little bit of a religious ministry, you know, very controlling. But that foundation of Christ in you, boy, that really helped us find our way out of that. And then we got involved in more of a word of faith ministry, you know, like Kenneth mm -hmm. Hagen, Kenneth Copeland. And honestly, the message of grace is really like a 2.0 of word of faith. So it wasn't a really hard one for me to understand because we had always been taught about the finished work of Christ. So just learning a few tweaks here and there, like especially, you know, that we've always had the nature of God and that all has always been finished and that everyone is included. Those were biggies. Well, you're really fortunate, guys, to have had that Christ in you, uh, Christ, Colossians one twenty seven, to have had that foundation. Uh, I'm not sure I know anybody else that had that as a foundation when they started. That's, boy, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, he was a wonderful pastor. Yeah. He took us all under his wing and just taught us, so. And that was in California? Yes, Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Wow. And one day, I think, and it's getting closer, uh, that's going to be taught to everybody everywhere. Uh, one day, we won't have to tell somebody about the Lord. We will all know Him and all know that Christ is in us. So, well, all right. Well, it is finished. You mentioned that. What a great book, which I've just been devouring the last several days. I've uh, uh, as I always do, I uh, I don't know if our readers can see this, but I dog ear pages and uh, underline them and circle stuff. Yeah, and then I then I take notes on top of that. And um, on the back cover, you say, "What if two thousand years ago was the catalyst that changed everything? What if Hosea and Isaiah saw something that we haven't fully grasped?" And well, that's a huge question that I don't know this for sure, but I think it takes the Holy Spirit, use the old King James term, quickening our spirit to get us to go down that what-if road. Our minds are so powerful, we can say, ah, I'm not going to go there. Obviously, I know where that phrase came from, but how did you decide to name your entire book that is finished? Actually, it didn't start out like that. I started the book with no title whatsoever, and then, I don't know, it just kind of I don't remember if my husband suggested it or my oldest daughter, but it just kind of fit. She designed the book cover, by the way, on both of my books. Yeah, I saw that. Very good. Is she a graphic artist or is she just good at that? She's a photographer. <clears throat> ah, and do all of your kids still live close to you? Yes, three still live at home. Oh, really? Well, gosh, you're fortunate in lots of ways. So have your kids been on this journey with you and embraced what you and Steve are learning? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. They go farther than I do. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Gotcha. Well, this is a real treat for me to hear that because usually it's not that way. And I hope you realize how fortunate you are. I do. Yeah. I really do. So tell me about your ministry now as an associate pastor uh, at Grace Ministries at Rafa. That's recent. I just got ordained about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago by Ranny. I love it. We do the Wednesday night group at Rafa, and I love that. Mostly everything's on Zoom, so that's just been it. I've just been enjoying the Sunday services, the Wednesday night. We will be in Alabama next month, my husband and I, and so we'll be preaching a service there. That'll be fun at the Rafa group. Are you driving across the country that are there, or are you flying? Oh, no, we're flying. 
that's yeah. pretty far. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you might be coming through the middle of the country and we could see you in Kansas. But So as an associate pastor then, with all of this being online, what are your responsibilities as associate pastor and how does that work? Nothing yet. I was busy with my second book, and so I haven't really done much of anything because I was finishing that. And so I just finished that maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Mm. So I haven't done much with Rafa yet. But you're going to have a great opportunity there. And uh, Rami is a good guy, and so are the rest of the people there. I think he was telling me that you have someone in Puerto Rico that's involved, maybe going to be an associate pastor or is. And He is. He just got our name Sunday. He's going to be the, I think, Spanish-speaking pastor, so he's uh, developing things in Spanish for us. Really nice guy, Ricky Ramos. Great. So you've been connecting with people around the world, I would I would assume, that have been part of that? Oh, my, yes. There are people from Africa, quite a few from Africa recently, Australia. They've all been on the Zoom lately, so that's been nice to meet all of these people. How did you get connect with Rami? How did you get involved with him? My friend Gary Wisdom. I don't know if you know Gary. Well, I know who he is. He, he's in Texas, right? He is in Texas, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's at Global Grace as well. Well, I think he just finished. I had met him through Global Grace, and so we've chatted off and on, and he mentioned Randy's group and said I might like it, and so I joined, and I love it. Great group of people. That's the, I think, Robin, when Jesus said, uh, you all will do even greater things than I've done, not in uh, terms of, quality, but maybe in quantity, because today with the internet, being able to connect with people all over the globe. When I started on this journey, I'm pretty naive to begin with, but I thought I was the only one. The author of this book that I'd read uh, <laughs> died, <laughs> and he, he was older when he wrote it, and it was a few years old, and so I couldn't contact him. I didn't know that there was, was anybody. There certainly wasn't anybody else in the greater Kansas City area. There were no churches. There were no other people. And uh, I did have one gentleman who's, who's still living, still a great friend, about, who's about 12 years older than me. He's in his mid-80s. And I would get together with him, and he would often use the phrase, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's a big, strong, burly guy, construction guy, but he would, would tear up and he would get emotional and in a good way, and he would tell me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I would go home and tell my wife, I would say, boy, I love Gene. He's a great guy, but I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I just, I had no idea. He was the only other one, and I didn't even know he was one. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, but now we get to connect people with people. And so are you doing something locally in a ministry? Do you have a small group there? Do you have people you're... We don't. We have before in the past, but not in the last couple of years. We just haven't. There aren't that many grace churches here in California. There's a lot of mixture churches, you know, and there's a lot of good churches still, but nothing that we were, we have found that we're really comfortable with. Yeah. Well, there are, of course, good people in churches everywhere. It's not people that's a problem. It's the message. And the mixed message is, um, it's not a good message. (laughs) It's hard to take. It really is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you have another book that you've just written. Tell us about Awakened. Awakened is, I took my essays from the last three years at Global Grace, and I just started putting them together in a book form. It's just my journey of awakening. 
I tweaked them a little here and there and added a few things. Like in some of the older ones, as my beliefs were continuing to change, I added some new notes to it in note form so that the reader would know that this isn't where I still am, you know, in my beliefs. But it's actually, it's, it's much bigger than the last one. Oh, so, yeah. 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 But I'm and really the, happy with it. The difference in the covers, like the difference in black and white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have you self-published both of those? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And how are you getting the word out about them? Facebook, word of mouth, my daughter's friends, you know, my kids' friends buy them, just mainly through word of mouth. So, and Facebook, of course, Facebook is a really good tool. Instagram, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you. Well, we're almost out of time for this episode, but with your permission, I'd like to uh, do another one after we finish this, which will show up a week later. We can talk. I want to talk some more specifically about what awakened means to you and uh, the term that you use in It Is Finished Awareness uh, that you use a lot, and maybe talk some more about hearing from God ourselves and how we can help other people do that. So, Robin, tell people uh, how they can connect with you online and get your book and find out more about you and your associate pastor position at Grace Ministries. Well, my books are available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. Um, I, you can connect with me on Facebook. It's actually Steve and Robin Smith um, on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram as Robin Smith author. And I have a new website, robinsmith.com. Great. So people can connect with you all of those places and get your books, which I highly recommend. And so, well, again, thank you for taking this time. And we'll be on again next week for everybody for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thanks, Robin. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.